Hello and welcome to All Things Urticaria from Medthority. In this series of podcasts, our host, Professor Marcus Maurer, is joined by his friends and colleagues to discuss all things urticaria. Over to Professor Maurer. Hello and welcome back to All Things Urticaria. My name is Marcus, Marcus Maurer, uh, and I'm the host of this UCARE podcast, UCARE. Urticaria Centers of Reference and Excellence. Uh, we are 139 centers doing projects together, and I'm very happy to have with me today Heike. Heike Rappmann. Heike, how hey. are you? I'm good. Hello, so, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm, good. I was looking forward to our episode. Um, you are many things, uh, and uh, feel free to in, uh, introduce our listeners to some of them, but you are, and this is important for today's episode, the head of the Drusoku project. Please let us know. Yes, and I'm is. proud of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what, what does Drusoku stand for? Yeah, Druzo is uh, the acronym for Drug Survival of Formalizumab in Chronic Uticaria. Mm -hmm. This is, sounds uh, pretty sophisticated. In fact, it's uh, pretty easy. We just look um, how long patients uh, use omalizumab due to chronic urticaria and for what reason they uh, stop the treatment, uh, what determinants can predict by, uh, why patients are stopping and why patients are maybe not stopping. Just a brief uh, explanation. Very interesting question. Very important question. Now, yes, it is. Yeah. You're, you're the head there in at the UK in Utrecht, the Netherlands, beautiful city. Um, was very happy to visit uh, earlier. Yeah, you have seen it, huh? Yeah, yeah I've seen it. Uh, and I, I want to advise our listeners to, to visit Utrecht. It really is worth the trip. Um, now, you have a huge center, many patients. What, what made you think this would better be a global project rather than you working with your patients in Utrecht? Yeah, very important question. Um, we have done in... 2017, 2018, in a monocenter study on drug survival of uh, omalizumab. And uh, we presented the data on the GAF meeting in 2019, no, 18 in Berlin, actually, and data published. And while doing that project, we learned that uh, omalizumab drug survival or drug survival in general is very important because we learn um, uh, about the treatment, we learn the population, so it's an epidemiological project. We also learn about pato mechanism of the disease. But um, we learned that these data are not just um, dependent on the disease itself, on the patient itself, but also from um, circumstances coming from the specific center, probably. And that's this time it was a monocenter study. Mm -hmm. So we learned that. Uh, Doctors and patients' preferences are very important. We learned that maybe reimbursement of the drug might be a very big issue. Uh, local protocols, which guide us how long we treat patients. So I thought Wonder Center study is nice to have, but it's just a little part of the issue, a little part of the problem. And I would like to know, and it's important to know, how drug survival looks like in another center in the Netherlands, how it looks like in another center, in another country in Europe, in another um, continent, in uh, just another culture, you know? And then I thought, what is the best setting? And I think UK was the ideal setting to do such a project. Yes, and you decided to go global, no? And, yes. <laughs> uh, very, very successful. Um, how, how many patients are included by now? More than 2,000, I believe, no? Yes, uh, more than 2,300 at the moment. Oh, yes. Super. So yeah. I, 
how easy was it to do a global project with the UCARE network? Was it was it difficult? What were the uh, what were the biggest hurdles that you had to overcome to make that work? Okay, do you want me to be honest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You asked me, is it easy or difficult? I think research doing and did such an extent is always difficult. But uh, we don't want to have the easy projects, right? And I know you. You're also uh, looking for the advantages in life and in, in research. But um, um, in the beginning, you always think uh, this is a big thing. This is this will be difficult. But I think uh, the UK network makes it more easy, and that's why I'm really thankful that uh, we work in this uh, setting in this in this network. And um, I hear that from other UK projects. Think global, but go step by step. And then you can uh, find the solutions and you can see that this will this will work. Good and this advice. is what we have done in, in this project too. Good advice, Heike, really yeah. good advice. I mean, after all, this is a young network that is still working right. out for itself how to best run these projects. We learn from every project and so many projects ongoing, we learn a lot. Yeah, uh, I think you're also involved in lots of uh, UK projects. And I think this is, I can imagine this is, you have seen this also in other projects, right? Very much so. And the early projects were giving us good ideas on how to improve. You know, the whole thing about starting small with uh, a right. pilot phase. Uh, you know, this comes from the learnings of the first projects and it really yeah. works. Yeah, when I started actually, so we had done this uh, monocenter study before, so we have this experience. But if you ask me, um, starting with a UK project uh, as global as this is, so I just started simply writing a project description and uh, applying to the UK center, letting it show to other people. You have seen it, Anna has seen it, mm. colleagues of, uh, of mine and my own center, I got feedback. And then uh, you feel enthusiasm from colleagues, from other uh, partners, and this gives energy, and then it goes on and on and on. On and on and on, exactly. You know, that's that's the fun of working within the yeah. network. Of course, you have access to many centers, as I said, more than 100 now, and that means many, many, many patients. But it's more than that, really. It's the fun of working together, having a lot of bright and uh, I want to call them hungry physicians, hungry for information. Right. Uh, physicians who can help and give you good ideas so that um, the project can grow until you have a clear plan, you know, clear instruments, and then do the global rollout. No, that's uh... yeah, yeah, right. It's exactly what you what you're saying. It's not just about having big populations, uh, high numbers of patients, more power in your statistics. It's uh, really uh, working in a network, um, making data available from different cultures, different uh, health systems. We all work different. Our health systems in all the countries are different. And this makes, uh, this influence the research we are doing, this influence the treatment of patients we are giving. Um, and, and, and it's um, from the scientific point of view, what I said, different cultural influence in our research project, but also the, the social aspects, uh, getting to know new colleagues, um, working together, new partners, right. This is really fun and this is really um, really satisfying and it gives a lot of energy. And this is one of the things I didn't expect that actually. If you ask me, uh, was it difficult as it was, but it was um, uh, it was getting more and more easy in uh, during the journey. 
Good. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, You're right. I was and am involved in many yoga projects. In the end, I I have this vision that it should be possible and fun for all you cares to participate in all you care projects. No, um, I, I know now this is impossible. We do too many projects and some of the centers just don't have the men or women power to uh, to participate in every project. But um, the spectrum is wide. No, we have uh, uh, projects on different uh, chronic inducible urticaries. I'm thinking of cold CE now, Coluche on cholinergic urticaria coming. We have the whole um, flurry of projects on COVID 19. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> super exciting, no? run by Emek. And uh, uh, of course, uh, Ivan uh, and his team from Ecuador, they have led so many interesting projects on how. Uh, urticaria patients use the internet and what information they're looking for. So I'm just saying that the spectrum of projects is huge from deep science all the way to real world research or in your case, very translational question and translational research questions that help to guide treatment decisions or understand the treatment. So right, right. Um, and, and, and even if you're running a project, while doing the project, analyzing the data, writing uh, papers, new ideas coming up yeah. from from running projects, you are developing new projects. Exactly. Yeah. Look, I, I firmly believe that every good project uh, that uh, that leads to a good publication will lead to even better questions, and that's a, you know your spiral. That's what I mean. Yeah spiraling towards quality and understanding and this is really what the network wants to help um, its projects leaders and its projects to do Um, but let's not get too carried away here i'm sure there were some things where you said ah this could have worked better what what can other project leaders or you cares learn from your experience in running a uk project yeah, you might ask me what I have done things different mm-hmm. uh, um, standing now uh, two years further. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in fact, not that much, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe start with the expectations. If you start a project, you see uh, you have some feature in your mind to see where this project is going on and um, you have expectations and what can the UK network can offer you, what can you give to the network, what to, uh, how to... Um, uh, work together. I think we have done lots of things in a good way, doing these things, as I said, uh, step by step. I think one of the best things um, happened was giving an announcement, presenting the idea of the project in one of the GAF meetings and one of the um, sessions about that. And I give a, I think it was a three slide presentation in Istanbul in 2019. Mm-hmm. And right after that, uh, many Colleagues came to me, um, and back from Istanbul, Simon too. Um, uh, I think five colleagues um, asking questions about the project, uh, 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 signing interest in the project. Mm-hmm. This was really inspiring, and uh, um, I got lots of ideas from that. I also saw that there is enthusiasm about this project. And after giving an online announcement by the secretary of UK, even more interested uh, centers came in my mailbox. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, um, not every center, as you said, we are all busy and uh, doing research um, is different in different countries and different clinics. Uh, 
does it fit with your agenda, with your day case uh, centers, etc. So even if the center is interested in, it's not always possible to really to join. But I was really thankful about um, showing me interest. So I saw this in uh, um, a project uh, people colleagues think about. Um, asking questions about these projects so we could, could improve the project. But I think most important was the early announcement in this project. Yeah. Um, one of the, another uh, important expectation is um, running a project like this, small or bigger, it, it's always work and it, it's a, you need a passion, you need um, energy for that. And uh, um, sometimes you get disappointments. Many centers said, I'm interested. And then they said, I'm so sorry, this is too much work for me, or I cannot realize that. And I think this is fine. I'm was, I was happy that uh, with every project with every member of UCARE who thought about participating in this project, um, really thought about uh, feasibility. And I was happy to hear if someone could estimate, this is not feasible for me, so we rather do not start uh, collaborating. This is an honest, realistic answer. And then you know um, all the participants you have in the project, mm. they already go for it. Mm. And, and then, you know, do you have a strong project group and um, and even the partners who decided not to join um, gave some kind of energy just by thinking about it and making a realistic um, uh, uh, calculation at home whether this project is feasible for them yeah, yeah. No, it, it shows you that we really think as a network and that we try to help each other um, with projects that can be done. Uh, and at the same time, you know, be realistic about what can be done. Right, and, yeah. And every center is also growing. Um, and, and maybe the next project is then the right project for that you care to participate. Yeah. I have a question to you, Marcos, in that, sure. uh, in that terms. You know, uh, one of the next steps, in the, or, or the, I think the early step was uh, some kind of application of the project and the project description mm -hmm. um, uh, I sent out to the UK network. It was um, uh, checked, I think, by you, maybe by Anna. Uh, if you see at the UK um, a proposal, an application for a UK project, what you're looking for? So when do you think this is an interesting project? When do you think we need to discuss about it? When do mm. you think maybe not? Look, I think the most important thing is for you cares to have a good idea and uh, uh, and the energy to pursue that idea. Of course, every um, project that gets uh, proposed to us is reviewed by the steering committee and that's in in large parts to avoid overlap between different projects that are in planning and we had one or two cases where two UCARES independently came up with the same brilliant idea and we okay. don't want <laughs> two projects to to address the same question. Uh, the other thing is that we ask ourselves as the steering committee, how can we help that great idea become a great project? And sometimes um, there's nothing we can do. It's brilliant as is, and uh, we just say, rock and roll, let's do it. But sometimes we think of things that could be added or changed or instruments that could be brought on board. Sometimes we make suggestions on who should be on this project steering committee to make it successful. So it is important to come to us, the UK Network Steering Committee and office with your good idea so that we can help you make that yeah. project the best it can be. That's the, that's the whole reason behind it. Yeah, this is also my experience when I, uh, um 
apply for that project. So you made suggestions. You, um, I also had suggestions. So we, we discussed it together. And most importantly, maybe I felt the support of UCARE, that you're thinking with us. Um, you look what kind of support you can give. Um, yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you, Heike. That's, uh, it, we are very much a bottom-up network. You know that, no? The good ideas come from the member centers and uh, what we do here in Berlin with the UCARE office and all the project management that we have in place is to make things easier, projects, mm -hmm. activities. Uh, so I'm very happy about um, the great help that projects are getting from our UCARE office. And this is in terms of communication within the network, but maybe also guiding projects to external help, writing of the manuscript or statistical analysis, you know, all the things that come um, during the course of a project that are needed. So happy to help with all of this. And I'm very happy that you said that it was so helpful for you and your project to have the UK conference in Istanbul and the Global Uticaria Forum in Berlin as a forum. And uh, this, of course, will happen again. Your project is not done. You're, you're making excellent right. progress. No? Um, but we will meet in December in Berlin, 7 and 8. And one of the sessions of this year's Global Uticaria Forum will again be where do we stand with the projects, which ones are ongoing, which ones are in planning, so that we can foster this idea that projects are a network activity and benefit from everyone everyone's help and contribution. So I'm looking forward to your presentation here in Berlin, Heike. Yeah, that'll be fun. We have very good data. I don't tell you now, but um, this is very interesting. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Keep, <laughs> yeah. it, keep it exciting. <laughs> yeah, that's a little cliffhanger. Um, but I think what the, really the strength in and uh, the, the power of UK is bringing people together. And this sounds very easy. But um, before I have done this, this project, I didn't realize that in uh, that that powerful because but, but now I see this is really during the meetings and also outside the meetings um, there is a, a connection is forced by UCARE so many partners in this project I didn't know before maybe also I thought um, I never will reach them how to find them and uh, how to know who is interested in, in this project and now we have uh, 14 centers in this project uh, more than thousand patients. Um, I think this never will happen without or outside such a project. Maybe um, one thing uh, being critical, Marcus, you asked me what can be better, maybe. Mm -hmm. Anna. Um, and uh, I think there's lots of support. And I think what we can try to make better all together is these projects are um, cost lots of energy, but also money. And, uh, and you know, funding in uh, running projects is. Uh, always a big issue and I don't think you care uh, this is not a funding source but maybe we can develop ideas together um, within UK um, which project is suitable for some kind of specific funding and what for sources are there in Europe maybe the EU or mm -hmm. um, wherever um, we bring together research ideas we bring together uh, expertise and and people, maybe we also can um, make a, some kind of working group, bring together ideas about uh, funding ideas. A great idea. That, that without giving funding, because we all need the money, but we maybe some uh, has better ideas than the other. And then looking at the projects and thinking about this project fit in this 
kind yeah. of funding idea, you know. Yeah. That's an excellent suggestion, Heike. Thank you very much. Uh, I, I wrote this down as you were talking to bring it in our next uh, Jour Fix with the UCARE um, office, because we can, of course, put together a, a list of uh, funding agencies and programs and calls for projects uh, to make available to the different projects and maybe even facilitate um, uh, grant proposals that... Yeah. Uh, Good idea. Yeah. yeah. Super. Heike, thank you so much. Um, and uh, um, good luck with uh, bringing your project to closure. Looking forward to the publication or publications coming out of this. You have a yeah, lot I hope of so. Yeah. yeah, this is what I said. You have one idea and you have one a publication, one paper in mind. And now we see so many nice data and we think we should uh, uh, share more details. Perfect. And uh, more thoughts, yeah. Thank you for inviting me for this uh, uh, discussion. And I'm happy to see you in Berlin then. See you in Berlin. And for all of you out there, listeners, um, if you want to meet Heike, come to Berlin, globally to carry a form seven and eight. She will present on her project, her UCARE project, Druzoku, and uh, so will many other project leaders of the network. With that, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you, Heike, again. Thank you. And please uh, tune in for one of our next episodes of All Things Urticaria. If you have ideas or questions that you would like us to talk about in this podcast, do let me know. Always happy to hear your suggestions. Until then, stay well. Bye-bye. Medthority would like to thank Marcus Maurer for that fascinating insight into UCARE. If you have any other questions regarding Urticaria, please feel free to ask us via our website, www.medthority.com. Remember to tune in for the next episode of All Things Urticaria. From all of us at All Things Urticaria from Medthority, have a lovely week.